Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Fleet Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and uh, yes, we got a chance to do two episodes in one day, which is uh, is kind of sometimes it is kind of an accomplishment. Um, I know one time, like one day last week, actually, we got a chance to sneak in three episodes in one day because of my day off, but today, we get a chance to sneak in, in two. Um, as I start with most of my podcasts, for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers, fellow co-workers, whomever you need to invite. Please bring them on in as we, as we do our very best to grow, to continue to grow, to grow an audience, to grow an audience. Uh, those who have been with me from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And as usual, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, please, please, get them to come on in as we talk, as we talk to you about the world of football. And of course, we got news coming out every every single day. The last episode, we talked about Sean Payton is now the new head coach of the uh, Denver Broncos, and DeMarco Ryan's is the new head football coach of the Houston Texans. Um, we will get, we'll get into Sean Payton and Denver Broncos in, in a little bit. In a little bit, we had a chance to talk about DeMarco Ryan's uh, a couple of episodes ago. We'll, we'll, go to, we'll try to touch up on Sean Payton, and we're going to see, and we'll see what Sean Payton can do moving forward with the uh, Denver with the Denver Broncos. We'll talk about that, an opinion on that as well. Um, for those who have any questions that you, if you have any questions you, that you want to ask me, I'm on Facebook. You can reach reach me on Facebook. You can ask a question to me on Facebook. If not, um, reach out to me on Spotify. I think Spotify has a spot where you can ask a question, and um, and I can certainly do the very best to answer it. And like I said, it doesn't matter whatever the subject is, whatever thing that pops in your pops in your head. Please, um, you know, please feel free to ask. Like I said, it doesn't matter about it. It could be about your team, head coach. Um, could be about you know anything from maybe you know maybe the NFL draft and you feel that there's a possibility there um, maybe the um, maybe you know fantasy football for 2023 anything that comes to your mind go ahead and ask the question like I said I'll do I will certainly set aside some time on this on any episode whatsoever to talk to answer your questions um, I mean, I will definitely set aside a segment and we can sit there and talk 10, 15 minutes about any questions you want. I can certainly touch up on any other subject at another base, another time. Again, as we keep knocking these episodes out, because before you know it, football season will officially come to an end. As we all know, the Eagles and the Chiefs are going to play up in Arizona. Arizona. And uh, like I said, that will be next week. They usually take a, you know, as they take, you know, a week off between conference games, conference championship games for the Super Bowl. Of course, you got to build the hype. You got to build the hype up to the Super Bowl. Um, hopefully, as time as time goes on, I'll certainly give you the answer. I give you my opinion who I believe will win the Super Bowl. Um, we had a chance to touch up on the Cincinnati Bengals in the very last episode. If you did not hear about that, then please, by all means, go listen to go listen to it. I give you my opinion on the Cincinnati Bengals the year that in the year the year they had. Um, uh, for those who do not listen to me on here on Anchor, yes, I am on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can certainly 
listen to me on any of those any of those as well um, certainly uh, before I go any further I want to actually reach out and I want to say thank thank you to some of the face some new Facebook viewers I have picked up hoping they listen to the podcast and I've had a chance to other like small businesses have reached out to me and add me to their you know to their Facebook followers and I like to thank them for you know following following me and certainly hope that they um, certainly hope I can um, they will tell their customers to listen to the podcast at least like I said before we're trying to reach out we're trying to get bigger and better uh, hopefully here I will make a decision here hopefully maybe not right this minute but certainly maybe the next week or two like I'll make a decision about maybe trying to get back on maybe trying to get back to Twitter it, like I said the last time I was on Twitter account got hacked we pulled off we might try to go back on there we might try to go back here and we might try to increase try to increase get more reject as more people and uh, like I said I'll think about that but again like I said if you got any questions uh, if like I said or like certainly I hope you listen to the podcast and not here on anchor just please listen to this you know listen to me somewhere somewhere else and hopefully um hopefully you uh, do so and uh like i said um for those facebook people that are following me new new viewers that are following me i want to i want to thank you thank you for doing so and um like i said please please by all means let's 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 go out there further let's reach let's let's reach out let's get let's get let's try to get bigger i know there's plenty of um podcast out there that have many many people and again football is a broad subject a lot of people talk football some people talk a lot of different sports but I'm here talking nothing but football and uh, again I've kind of bored you I bored you enough let's go jump let's go jump into some uh, let's go jump into some football news and before we talk about Sean Payton let's bring up something let's talk about the NFL draft itself for a few minutes we haven't talked about that that much We've been following playoffs, the Super Bowl, but again, right now you have the Senior Bowl coming out. You've got, uh, you know, NFL scouts going there. You've got coordinators coaching the games. Um, there's already there's one game that was already that was already played, and now there's the Senior Bowl coming out. A lot of big names go play in that game, and but I want to talk about the team that holds the the very number one pick, and that is the Chicago Bears, and. People are uh, talking about what direction that Chicago should go. Um, a lot of people figure that it will not be a quarterback because you got Justin Fields already in place. Um, the bottom line is you need to build around Justin Fields, and rightfully so. I understand that. Um, hear all kinds of crazy rumors. There's one rumor out there that the uh, Bears would trade Justin Fields, add some draft picks, and turn around and get Bry- and draft Bryce Young. Now, to me. You go do that, then who you go, who yeah? What do you go build Bryce Young around? Because Bryce Young will be in the same boat as Justin Fields, so that's not going to help you at all whatsoever. Now, one possibility they would go out and get was Will Anderson from Alabama. A lot of people feel he is the maybe the top pick in the draft. Carter from um, a defensive lineman from uh, Georgia. Those two are like sometimes on a lot top on top of a lot of people's boards, and a lot of people feel that the Bears will go in that direction. Now, I know they need offensive line help in the worst way to protect a young Justin Fields. Again, 
But again, there's not really an offensive lineman that really would say he's got to be number one pick. You're not going to find an Anthony Munoz that can be like a, a really top of the line number one pick as a left tackle. That's not going to happen. So, I mean, Anderson and Carter probably are the best bets for the Bears moving forward. But there is one option that experts have put out there that might make the most logical sense. And that is, very simply put, is why not trade that first overall pick to a team that is in desperate need of that franchise quarterback and accumulate and accumulate draft picks. Now, that would probably make a lot more sense because you've got Justin Fields, but you need, you need a lot of pieces around that team, the Chicago Bears. The offensive line, that, that goes without saying. I mean, Justin needs, needs uh, protection. He needs protection in the worst way, shape, or form. Um, the, running, the running game, now, David Montgomery is going to be a free agent. I, the Bears would love to have him back, but don't know if he's going to come back. So, do you go get a running back? You know, they got Herbert. If they can somehow come to some kind of agreement with Montgomery, then we might go about the running game. But again, if Montgomery leaves, that's the only spot you got to worry about. There's got to be a number one receiver. You got to find a number one receiver somewhere. Yeah, I like Mooney, but Mooney can be the number two, not number one. You got Chase Claypool. I think Claypool could fit well at the, at the number three spot and be okay. Maybe a year with Justin Fields. I mean, Cole Komet is fine, as fine as a tight end. Him and Justin kind of build a rapport. But you need that legitimate number one receiver. Heck, you might get two receivers. But again, I know the rumors were around that maybe they would be talking to the Bengals about T. Higgins. You bring Higgins. Now, if you bring Higgins in here, Higgins could be, maybe he could be that number one option you're looking for. But again, that's kind of ends if some buts about that. And again, we all know the offense line, it needs serious help. Now, defense, yes, you could use a pass rusher. You trade your best one, Robert Quinn. You trade him. So, yes, you need a replacement. Uh, Rokon Smith, a top-notch linebacker. You trade him to the Ravens. You're probably going to need a linebacker as well. You can probably use a couple more bodies in the secondary. So, there's a lot of pieces that you need to fill. And trading and trading that number one pick will certainly be, will certainly be about the right move to make. Now, you have to wonder, I mean, to me, the Texans don't have to move up. They can stick the number two spot and get and get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. <coughs> they can, that would be the more likely possibility. But you start looking at all the teams that are looking to move up. Now, what about the Raiders? We all know about the Derek Carr situation. Can the Raiders put enough draft picks together to float? to float the Bears' boat to make them move up and let them take Bryce Young or let them take a C.J. Stroud with that pick. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, for example. The Panthers, they need a future quarterback. Do they have enough draft capital, so to speak, to move up to get that pick? There's another team that you can search. Oh, of course, what about the Indianapolis Colts? And the Colts, I think, are picking fourth overall. And maybe, you know, maybe... Yeah, maybe the Colts are really gun out on Bryce Young and they want to move up to that number one pick to solidify. Do the Colts have enough capital to go get them? So, I mean, there are a few teams in this draft that are, it's generally say, that need that need that quarterback. 
to me, the Bears are not that team. Now, to me, if the Bears could, let's say the Bears could trade, I mean, the Bears could trade, depends on what team has the most trade, has the best capital. I mean, you could probably get a first. You could, If you want to move up, you could probably get maybe a first, a future first, maybe like a second or third round pick, or, you know, whatever the Bears can come up with to suit, suit their needs. Now, for example, let's let's say for the sake of argument, they make a trade with the Colts for the sake of argument. They just drop down. You, you can drop down three spots, okay? You figure the top two. Okay, here's the thing is, now, if the Raiders now, if one team has, let's say, two first-round draft picks, yeah, now certainly the Colts do not have that. But the thing is, let's say for the sake of argument, the Colts, you know, the Colts move up. The Colts, let's say the Colts say young, Texans get C.J. Stroud, okay? I think Seattle's third because of the Denver Broncos type of deal. My guess, Anderson goes to them, okay? Let's say the Bears' fourth overall pick. Well, could there be an offensive lineman that you get fourth overall? To be honest with you, maybe they don't. Carr sits there. Maybe they'll get Carr could be their pick, okay? But again, for that, it would make the most logical sense, and there are probably teams out there that would do that would probably make a trade with the Bears, if they feel there's a quarterback that they feel that either Young or C.J. Stroud or maybe Will Levis or Richardson Florida, maybe they feel that they are the the quarterbacks who have turned their franchise around. You know, again, we discussed that. I mean, I, the Commanders, I mean, the Commanders are a sleeper. You know, Wentz is not going to be back. Tallahanke's not the answer. And you don't know now. The word on the street is Sam Howell will be given every opportunity to win the starting job next season. So to me, that means Wentz is gone. You don't know if Heinke's going to return. My guess is Heinke, I think Heinke does return. And it might be him and Howell. But again, what about the commanders? Now, the biggest thing with the commanders is the ownership. And we've discussed, we've discussed that several times on several different episodes. It's the ownership. That's the biggest concern. Now you can talk about the Giants. The Giants have their intentions under the sun to re-sign Daniel Jones, so they're probably going to take out a picture. Dallas, I do not see. I think they're going to ride and die with Dak. And Philadelphia, well, you got Jalen Hurts. Green Bay, I know Green Bay situation, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be gone, and they're going to turn the ball over to Jordan Love. Detroit, they seem to be very confident in Jared Goff. You got Cousins in Minnesota, so I don't see... Minnesota, yeah, wanting jumping up, jump up for that pick. If you go now, the New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Saints, the trade they made for Peyton today, they get a first round pick back. Now you have to wonder, what about the Saints? Now you figure James Winston's gonna be gone. Andy Dalton didn't play poorly, and he could wind up being back with the Saints next season, maybe as a starting quarterback, and you groom. A young quarterback. Now, I don't think the Saints would have the draft capital to move up that far up, but the Saints could certainly use a a quarterback they can groom for the future. Again, we'll see if that's the case. We discussed the Panthers already. They can use it. The Atlanta Falcons, you figure the Atlanta Falcons have gotten their quarterback of the future in Weir. You figure he's the quarterback of the future. Of course, now there's rumors around the Falcons that they might try to reach out and Maybe try to trade or maybe try to sign Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, Arthur Smith, got a connection. 
obviously pull off a declare for the Tennessee Titans. So I would not put Atlanta on that on that list. Now again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the Buccaneers become a very interesting sleeper pick. You've, we're all figuring Brady is on his way out of Tampa Bay. He's not coming back. I've heard it. I've I've heard maybe I've heard even a, a smidge bit of a buzz that Brady could resign with Tampa Bay for another year and try to right the ship in Tampa Bay. Again, that's a rumor I've heard today. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. Now, I wouldn't put it as not a possible. It's a possibility he could return to Tampa Bay. You still, you know, he'll have to learn under a new offensive coordinator. But to be honest with you, how much do you think Brady would listen to the offensive coordinator? You think well. Think, think about it this way. If you have a healthy offensive line, which was a Buccaneers problem last season, the running game needs to be better. Either either Fournette returns, he's gone, in terms of all of the Rashard, Rashard White. Still got Mike, Mike Evans. Still got Chris Godwin. Still got Russell Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like you don't have, it's like, it's not that the Brady has nothing to work with Tampa Bay, because he does. It would be a, Interesting. It would be an interesting fit if he does return, return to them. But I can see that as a possibility. But if Bray doesn't return, does Tampa Bay, you know, give uh, Chicago a call? Again, I've seen some strange things in this league, which you never know. Uh, what about the Seattle Seahawks? Now, again, Geno Smith, he's going to be, he's a free agent right now, but they seem like Seattle's every indication to re-sign him. Uh, it's not going to be the Cardinals because of Murray. Rams, they could use a quarterback in the future, but for right now, they're not going. They're not going. They're not going to move that far up to get. And the 49ers, they have a very interesting case here. Purdy might not be. You know, Purdy, he's. They said, of course, he's going to be out for six months. But word on the street is he may very well. He may very well be ready by camp. At least the 49ers open sort. Lance, he. Hopefully he'll be ready by camp as well. So hopefully he'll have two injured quarterbacks ready by camp. But you have to wonder, what if, if they're not ready? And you figure Garoppolo's going to be going out of town. Do the 49ers make an unprecedented move up the board and try to get a quarterback of the future? I would say that's a hard, that's a, that's a huge stretch because Lance is still a young guy. And so is Brock Burton. So to me, if Brock is healthy, Brock will probably be starting quarterback. Lance will up being Sure. With that being said, you have to wonder if some people, if Lance is completely 100% healthy, do teams reach out to the 49ers and get on the phone and say, "Hey, what do you want to trade Lance?" The problem with that is, of course, the 49ers spent a lot of draft capital to get Trey Lance, but they felt Trey Lance was the future for the for the 49ers. But again, again, there's that name Tom Brady keeps popping up on people's boards. Could Brady go to the 49ers for a year? But again, it could get interesting. It's an interesting thought, but I don't think the 49ers would take it. Buffalo, no. The, four, the Dolphins, no. Tua is Tua showed that he can be be a consistent quarterback, but he has to overcome his concussions. That's going to be an issue. You figure Mac Jones is going to be a Patriots quarterback, so note that. Now the Jets, now. The Jets become a very interesting fit, but the Jets have already made that Zach Wilson decision a couple of years ago, and that's not paying out at all. Yeah, do I think the Jets would have enough draft capital to move up to the point where they can get a young 
you get to these things. To me, I think they're getting to the point where they're thinking that Santa Claus, do they try it all over again with maybe a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and good enough? Now, it's an interesting thought. I don't think it's going to happen. The Ravens, hopefully, you think the Ravens will resign, uh, resign Lamar Jackson. No, because for Browns wants Pickett is the Steelers quarterback of the future. He got better towards the end of the season. Um, Bengals certainly not because you got Burrow. Jacksonville, no. Uh, we all, Houston's picking number two, so we're going to get a quarterback. Um, the Tennessee Titans become a very interesting fit. Now, Tanner's been 35 years old, but he may really be gone. Malik Willis has not really shown anything in the few games he did play. So Tennessee needs a quarterback, but I don't think Tennessee's going to use that much draft capital to move up, or if they have the capital to move up, to get that quarterback of the, of the future. And of course, the Colts better get fourth overall. They're going to get a quarterback in the future anyway. Kansas City, no, you got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Chargers, certainly not Justin Herbert. Now, of course, the Raiders, we talked about the Raiders, and Derek Carr is not going to be there. Is not going to be there. We figure he is pretty much gone. And I don't see Jared Stone being the, being the answer in the future. So, could the Raiders have enough capital to move up to get that guy? The Raiders are certainly a possibility there. Denver, my guess is, you spend all that money on Russell Wilson, you're going to you go ride and die with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. And now with Sean Payton coming in, you figure maybe Payton can knock out the keys of Russell Wilson's you know, his arsenal to make, him a better, to make him a better player. So to me, Denver's not the answer. But it gets to be very interesting with the draft. The draft coming up, you know, it won't be much longer. Before you know it, You'll be having people be in Indianapolis, you'll be doing all the, you know, all the tryouts, and you'll be doing the 40-yard dashes, the high jumps, the bench presses, everything else that you can think of, yeah. But the draft, of course, those interviews that teams will have with, with, with certain players that, that really tickle their fancy that they're very interested in. So for the Bears, it, the Bears are, I guess you could say the Bears are on the clock, right? If you want to use that expression, they're on the clock. What did the Bears do with that pick? My guess is the best bet for the Bears is to trade that pick, accumulate draft picks, and try to get you a better club. You think about it, you're in, you think about it, you're in a division where, let's be honest with you, Green Bay is, Green Bay right now is rebuilding. At least from the, from the, eye, from the eye point of view, Aaron's going to be gone. We're assuming Jordan Love is taking over. There's a possibility that Aaron Jones is going to make it, but $10 million a year, they're talking about maybe moving him, and Aaron certainly will have a market if you go to trade him. David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, he's been hurt the last couple of years, off and on, but when he can be healthy, he is still a pretty good left tackle in this league. And if he can stay healthy, he is an excellent pickup for somebody. If he can stay healthy, he could be gone. Of course, Mason Crosby, you figure he's going to be a straight-up cut. Uh, Lazard, Lazard may get some money on the open market. He's not going to be a number one receiver. He could be a two. Certainly a, a quality three for somebody. Knock on wood. Um, <coughs> Cowboys could probably go get him. Make him maybe the number three option. You put him with Gallup, Lazard, maybe Lamb. You might have something to work with in Dallas. But again, that's pure speculation on my part. But be interesting. Randall Cobb is not coming back. He's gone. And Preston Smith uh, been a very quality pickup for, for the uh, Packers a few years ago. 
He's like, well, I'm going to go camp. He could probably be gone. So, again, the Packers are, are, could be in a rebuilding mode. Now, Minnesota, Minnesota's defense is their biggest problem. Cousins, he's going to be back for another year. The offensive line, it got hurt towards the end of last season. But, again, I can see the, back, the Vikings adding an offensive line. Now, the running game, still got Dalvin Cook, at least for right now. Word on the street is rumors are going that Dalvin Cook could be traded. Now again, Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in football. You still get you got Hawkerson. Um, again, Thielen, he could be a cost-cutting measure. Thielen is, I think, will be 33 years old, I believe, next football season. And I don't think Thielen's going to be around. But again, offensively, now if Cook returns, offensively, they will still look pretty decent. The defense is the biggest the toughest team in the division next year. Hey, <laughs> crazy it sounds, it could be the Detroit Lions. Golf has made strides and improvement. You still got DeAndre Swift. Now, Jamar Williams is a free agent. Yeah, can he scored what? Yeah, and he had a career year. Yeah, I think he was a thousand yard rusher. I believe he was what? First in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Or maybe he was second in the league in rushing touchdowns. So to me, do you bring him back? Can you can you get enough money? to bring him back to put with Swift. Now, you got a vet, you got a blend of veterans, and I mean the offensive line is fine. Can you, you know, you've got Brown, Jason Williamson. We'll see what he can do for a full 17 games this coming season. And to be crazy as it sounds, of course, Detroit has got their issues on defense around. So to be honest with you, man, this AFC this excuse me, this NFC North is kind of up in the air. Now I don't think Chicago's going to turn around and snap their fingers like that. They're not going to. It's going to be an interesting division next next season. The Bears, they're not, yeah, again, maybe with a couple of good drafts, who knows, the Bears could flip, could flip the script and surprise a lot of people. But again, it's right now it's kind of hard to predict, to predict who I think right now would win. If the Packers are in rebuilding mode, yeah, Minnesota's got to get that defense straight. Detroit's got to get their defense straight. Well, and Chicago's got a lot of holes. Who, who wins the division? I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to say. I mean, I might have to, I might have to put um, the team's name on our dartboard, and whatever team, you know, wherever the dart hits it, that might be the prediction. Again, I'll say this. For some weird reason, now, Aaron Rodgers returns to the Packers at 39 years old. I would say the Packers will win it again. But again, it's interesting to see what happens happens with the Packers moving forward. But for right now, if Minnesota can find a defense, I hate to say it, they might be the ones to win the division again next season. But again, it's going to be very interesting. But for the Bears moving forward, they're on the climb. It's interesting to see they be that first round pick. Do they make? My thing is, they'll give you the Anderson or Carter Either one of those guys will be the first-round pick. It will not be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. It will not be a quarterback. There's not going to be a receiver that's worthy of a first-round pick. Offensive line is something they need, but it's a stretch to get a, first, to get a pick. To take an offensive line with a first-round pick at that, it's, it's a stretch. So we'll see, we'll see what Chicago will do. Will they keep it? Will they trade it? Again, I know the Super Bowl is almost upon us, but then again, before you know it, the NFL Draft will be here, which is in April. And again, 
Chicago. They're on the clock. Let's see what decision they make. Let's talk about the uh, the Denver Broncos and the hiring of uh, one Sean Payton. Now this has been going this, I guess courtship you could say has been going on for quite some time. I mean, it seemed like at one point in time it was a done deal, and that Denver was the one team that had the the capital that the uh, the Saints wanted to make it to make a deal to make a deal with. Um, again. Then all of a sudden, the Jets got cooled off. That some people that maybe Peyton wanted a little too much power, a little more. He wanted a little more say so. The um, and the Denver kind of cooled the Jets on that and said, "Nah, don't know about all that." And now all of a sudden, they came back with the capital, and then they got the man in Sean Payton. Now, I know Russell Wilson. He, I think he went out to try to recruit Sean Payton to come in to coach the Denver Broncos. Now, there were a lot of names that went out there. Sean Payton was number one. There was other names. Um, they even circled back around to Jim Harbaugh. Of course, we know Harbaugh. He's had some kind of issues with the NCAA. And I figured maybe Harbaugh might surprise everybody and take the uh, Denver job just to get, get off, just to have the NCAA get off his case. And not so much the University of Michigan itself. I think there's been a buzz of rumors running around about Harbaugh and athletic director maybe having some issues. But again, I figured maybe Harbaugh would go back. Maybe he would be the next Denver head football coach and just get out of college and go back to the pros just because NCAA and Harbaugh have something, you know, going on. But it appears that Sean Payton is going to be the next head football coach. Now, to me, I haven't read, I haven't read any of the NFL experts' bits on how they feel. Is Sean Payton a good hire? Is he a bad hire or anything else? Now, to me, the bottom line is Sean Payton is, is, is brought here to do one thing, and that's to certainly help the offense. Now, you got to remember the defense. Denver's defense wasn't that bad. Now, granted, they traded one of their best defensive players, Bradley Chubb, this past season, this all season to Miami. But again, even when Chubb left, the defense still played fairly well, even without Bradley Chubb. And again, the defense should be fairly decent again next season. But now the interest new Sean Payton brings in to keep that defense steady. Now, now to me, I can see if I can see the Broncos probably making. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they made a pick on the defensive side of the ball, and get more pass rushing help now or a linebacker. I can see Denver doing that with maybe the first pick of their, with with the draft pick. I can certainly see I can certainly see them going in that in that direction. And not on the offense side of the ball. Now, again, I read I read some Denver Bronco news that there's a possibility that maybe three fifths of the offensive line could very well be gone, could be gone because of yeah, because I think they're on the last year of their contracts. And and again, someone might be just trying to get under the cap cap type of deals. Now, I know Bowles, a left tackle, got hurt. He's one guy that will certainly be back. Because he's got to cover Russell Wilson's backside. But again, it gets interesting. If to me, the Broncos could lose three fifths of the offensive line through free agency, um, or you know, cuts. Um, again, the one guy, Javante Williams, I'm interested to see if Javante Williams gets healthy. I'm interested to see what Sean Payton would do with a Javante Williams. Javante could be his Alvin Kamara. And to me, Javante has the capability of being that type of guy. I'm interested to see what he can do with him. 
now the end. I'm sure he'll probably go get a second running a second running back. My guess is a, it might be a veteran running back that he has confidence in. Yeah, if Tim Patrick comes back to be healthy, you still got Sutton, Judy, and Patrick. You've got yourself a receiving core. Not need to worry about it. I like the young tight end, Greg Dulwich, the guy from UCLA. You got something there. The offense is what Sean Payton is, was bought into is rebuild, to rebuild it. And Russell Wilson, he reached out. He wanted Sean Payton. He got his coach. I'm interested to see how the Sean Payton and Russell Wilson dynamic works. Now, there were probably some friction between Wilson and Pete Carroll. But again, Payton and Pete Carroll are not the same thing. You got to remember, Payton, I mean, excuse me, Pete Carroll wanted to run the football first. And defense, that's what he was built on. Well, Sean Payton's built on this. Sean Payton wants to throw the football. He doesn't mind running the football, but he likes to throw the football a little bit more. And that might fall into what Russell Wilson wants. And it didn't work out for Nathaniel Hackett, but then Nathaniel Hackett didn't have that much experience. He doesn't have the Sean Payton experience. Again, I'm sure, again, I'm interested to see how the Payton dynamic going to work with Russell Wilson. Can he, yeah, can he tweak, can he tweak Russell Wilson? I think Peyton can come in, and he's going to be good for Russell Wilson. I think the question mark is, is Russell, can Russell Wilson be the same player that he was in Seattle, a guy that was pretty much in the MVP, MVP combination, it seemed like every every year, right? Or so, or so that seemed to be the proverbial case. Again, defensively, I'm interested to see who Sean's going to bring in as defensive coordinator. Now, I know one time, I think it was Vic Fangio's name got brought up in a conversation one time when he thought about putting in a, what, how can I say, he was thinking about putting in a, um, an all-star coaching staff. I think Vic's name was mentioned, but now Vic could wind up in Miami, could wind up in the 49ers, but we'll see how that goes. But again, Peyton's job is very simple. He's to come in and, and fix the offense and fix Russell Wilson. I think, you know, I think Peyton... I think Peyton can fix what ails Russell. I believe that he can, because let's be honest with you, he took a Drew Brees, and he made Drew Brees a Hall of Fame quarterback. Drew Brees was a decent quarterback. He took Brees from being a decent quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback. And there's no denying that. There's no, he took a chance on Alvin Kamara, who slipped, and Kamara came to, came to be a player. He took a chance on a, a Michael Thomas, even though Michael Thomas had been hurt. But there's a sitting back for 140-some passes in one single season. So Sean can spot. Sean can spot offensive talent. And Sean has done a pretty good job over the years of building a quality offensive line. So, I mean, if Sean's wanting to be the guy to turn the offense around, I can't argue with the pick on Sean Payton because that's what Sean Payton can do, is do a job in the offense. And he did a very pretty he did a pretty good job with the uh, he did an excellent job. Russell Wilson, this stage in his career, certainly probably had a better arm than Drew Brees had the tail end of his career. So I'm sure there's going to be some more deep threats. He's got Sutton. He's got Judy. And a healthy Tim Patrick certainly makes makes receiving core a lot better. I think the biggest thing is going to be is Javante Williams. Can he get healthy enough, quick enough, to take that pressure off of Russell Wilson? And Russell? Okay, I mean, Russell... You have to wonder, will, you know, will Drew Brees, I mean, excuse me, not Drew Brees, but will Sean Payton let 
Russell Wilson scramble a little bit more. We didn't see him quite that much this past season. Deshaun give Russell Wilson a chance to scramble. I think that's something that might be considered. Russell could still got a little bit of a motor. He's getting up in age. I get it. understand it. But he's still got that motor where he can scramble and pick up some yards here and there. I think that's something that needs to be brought back in the playbook. I'm not saying Russell Wilson needs to be Josh Allen or you know, or Lamar Jackson by any stretch of the imagination. He doesn't need to be that type of guy anymore. But he needs to be more mobile. He needs to move around more. Maybe scramble for extra yardage. I mean, Russell Wilson was one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in this league. Before Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson was a guy that was scary. And Russell had a better arm than Lamar Jackson. He could throw a football better than Lamar Jackson. But this past year, for whatever reason is, Russell fell down the yard. Just for whatever reason is, he just didn't have it this past season, for whatever reason. He had the worst year of his career. Now, he gets his he gets his coach and Sean Payton, and now I want to see how this works out. I mean, to me, I think it should work out better than Nathaniel Hackett. Now, Sean, now Hackett, I think, you know, Hackett gave Russell Wilson a lot of leeway for Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not going to give Russell Wilson that much leeway. Now, I'm not saying, now, Sean will probably let Russell Wilson call some of his own plays. Yes, I think Sean will do that. I think he'll let him do that because Russell is a veteran in this league and has earned the right to do that. After all, Russell had been to two Super Bowls. So, Russell has earned that right, and I think Sean will give him that right. I'm sure he gave, he gave Drew Brees that right after so many years with him. And again, the city of New Orleans... I mean, it was Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Bobby, the only Super Bowl title ever to the city of New Orleans. And now, Denver has struggled, who have not been in playoffs in, what, like six years now. It is Sean Payton's task to get them back into the Super Bowl. Again, you have to go through Kansas City, which Kansas City, this is their third, what, their third Super Bowl in like four years or something like that. And again, you have to also understand They've been the AFC Championship what five straight years and five straight years. Also, the charge the Chargers have ever got their talent put together. Yeah, it's solid. And well, the Raiders. It depends. It's a tough conference for Sean Payton to walk into. Again, I'm interested in seeing Sean Payton and Andy Reid matchup. Certainly, would love to, I'd love to see that. Again, uh, Josh and Daniels and Sean Payton. That could be an interesting. Dynamic to look forward to. I don't know. You know, I, to me, I think Peyton is a way better coach than Brandon Staley. And again, a team that I thought Peyton could have wound up on would have been the Chargers, and that would have been light type football for that for that organization. For Sean Peyton, as we said before, defense is not going to be his forte. The, the Denver does have a defense. Now, I'm not saying that they won't spend some draft picks on that side of the ball. I think they will, but they're going to need to get a pass rusher. They need to work on the linebacking core. The linebacking core has been a weakness, I think, of their defense. But again, offensively, the best thing with the offense is maybe a couple of offensive linemen. Maybe you dip into the free agency and you add a couple of new offensive linemen that can help that can help protect Russell Wilson. Because certainly Russell Wilson is going to need all the protection he can get. And... Um, and that was kind of one of his problems with Seattle for years. He didn't have the right protection. Of course, he leaves Seattle. And this past year, Seattle had a pretty decent um, 
draft where they drafted a couple of offensive linemen that they didn't have for the next 10, 11, 12 years. And, of course, their salary, salary cap going to blow it up, which <laughs> salary cap probably will be blowing up. But, again, from what the, uh, at least from the Denver writer had, had written, he feels that maybe three-fifths of the offensive line is going to be gone. So, to me, if that happens to be the case, then that's something else that Sean Payton's going to have to worry about. But Sean is pretty good at picking and choosing offensive linemen for losing in free agency or whether it's a draft. Sean does have, does have a good track record in that regard. So I think Sean can certainly get the offensive line help. Like I said, the receiving court doesn't need that much tweaking. If Javante Williams comes back healthy, I'm sure Sean Payton can find that veteran running back to help Javante Williams along. Again, he's got to use some tight end. So to be honest with you, there's there's not I'm not there's not like a bottomless pit. There is some talent on the offensive side ball. It did not produce this past season. But let's be honest with you. Sean Payton has asked is to ask to rebuild the offense offense once again. He's asked to he's asked to go back and bring the Peyton Manning days back in. And whether that'll be the case or not, I don't know. He's also asked to go back and try to be Try to bring the John Elway days back to Denver. Now, a lot of people can compare. At one point in time, Russell Wilson played in John Elway's play. Again, Russell's been to two Super Bowls. Elway's been to a few and won two. If you want to try to make that comparison, but John Elway is certainly a whole Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson, his playing days are both, probably should reach that plateau. But I'm interested to see what Sean Payne can do against the AFC. Spent so many years in the NFC, but the AFC's got a different competition. You got Buffalo. Miami at two looks healthy. Could Sean Payton go against Bill Belichick? Now, there's an interesting matchup if they've got to face each other. I don't have a different schedule for next season, but it gets to be interesting. Now, the improved Jets, the Ravens, Sean Payton against Lamar Jackson. Could be interesting. Again, yes, against Sean Watson. Peyton against maybe the Cincinnati Bengals and Denver's on the Cincinnati schedule. Interesting in Pittsburgh. But again, even in his own conflict, his own division, should be an interesting matchup. He's got, like I said, he got to go through Kansas City twice. He's got the Chargers twice, then the Raiders twice. Again, the AFC West last year was, was one of the toughest divisions in all of football. Sean Payton, this will be an interesting task. Said, Sean, how much power does Sean get to make calls? Can he get along with George Patton? That's going to be a, that's going to be a situation to follow as the season goes on and as camp goes on. If I know, I know Sean take well enough, I'm sure him and Patton will probably butt heads at some point on what players to keep, what players need to be moved, draft picks. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Peyton can do. Peyton, Peyton's got, he's got a pretty good track record. Some people think Sean Peyton is overrated. And again, people are entitled to their opinion. Is he overrated? Well, all I know is this. Sean has had a successful career as a head football coach in this league. And now, we'll see what he can do with the Denver Broncos. He's done an outstanding job with the Saints. The Saints were lovable losers for many, many years. He brought them in. And Drew Brees and company brought a team that had to battle Hurricane Katrina and the devastation that that hurricane brought 
he dealt with that. And the city of New Orleans dealt with that all, for so many years. And to be honest with you, New Orleans will probably never be the same because of that hurricane. I mean, I'm sure there's still some parts of the city of New Orleans that are still suffering from Katrina. I guarantee it. I bet, I, I bet you that it, it's some parts of us probably still trying to recover from Katrina. Whether they ever will or not, I, I don't know. But the Saints brought hope to that, that city, and he got, a, a, he got a, a world championship. They got a chance to Lombardi Trophy. Now Sean Payton has got to, now Sean Payton's task is to bring Lombardi Trophy back to the city of Denver. Can he do it? It's going to be a tall task. Any coach that comes in, whether it's Sean Payton or any coach in this league, it's going to be a tall order to bring any type of Lombardi Trophy to any city. But for Sean Payton, can't believe it. I mean, Sean's probably the right hire for Denver. Some extra probably say it's probably the wrong move, but for Sean, Sean has done a great job for many years on the offensive side of the ball. Denver, he's helped on the offensive side of the ball. That's exactly what Sean wanted to do, is to help that help that offense get back to the level that it's capable, that should be capable of getting back to. For Sean Payton, I certainly wish you the best of luck, and um, we'll see, we'll see that with the uh, rock with offense can be this coming season under Sean Payton. Now, last episode we talked about the, uh, the San Francisco and their defensive coordinator situation. And, of course, we're all Walker Ryan is now the new head football coach of the Houston Texans. Now, Vic Vangio's name came up as possible defensive replacement, coordinator replacement. And, of course, Vic, there was word that he was going to Miami. But now he's going to San Could be going to San Francisco. But now... Reading, I think, reading a couple hours ago, there's a rumor now going around that the Denver, that the uh, San Francisco 49ers may, may interview the uh, former head football coach of the Carolina Panthers, that is Steve Wilkes. Wilkes, as we all know, was end up being the uh, new head football coach when Matt Rule got fired. He was given the uh, interim head coach position, and he did a he did a pretty he did a, a really good job. To the point where he came on the cusp of getting Carolina, even a shot at the at the playoffs. Fortunately, lost late in the season to Tampa Bay, and that really was a possibility. But under under Wilkes, the defense, the Carolina's defense, really wasn't the huge of an issue. That they had talent, they had young talent on that defense side of the ball. So much so that when draft deadline came around, a lot of people called a lot of people called the uh, Carolina for some of that young talent. So again, again, you know, Carolina has a pretty good defense. Carolina's offense was a huge issue. And to be honest with you, when Christian McCaffrey got traded, they actually ran the ball fairly well. The quarterback, the offensive line, and the quarterback was the biggest issue to them. And that will continue to be the biggest issue moving forward. Now, for the, I think for the 49ers to reach out for Steve Wilson with the defensive coordinator position, I think it's a good move on their part. Wilkes had a successful career being a defensive coordinator for different organizations. He did an excellent job with the Arizona Cardinals. He got to be their head football coach. That didn't pan out well. And that second time around with the Panthers, in turn, worked a lot better than he did with that. Now, again, the, the uh, David Temper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, wanted to go in the offensive-minded direction. Thus, Frank Wright got the job. Certainly, you know, Steve Wilkes is, you know, his, he's been to the side of the ball. But now, 
Now, under Steve Wilkes, to be honest with you, the offense did play a little bit better under Wilkes than it did under Matt Rule. The running game-wise certainly got better. As crazy as it sounds, it got a little bit better when they traded Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't that bad. Again, the quarterback situation was something that <laughs> it didn't matter if it was Steve Wilkes, Matt Rule, or whoever. The quarterback situation was just bad. Now, Sam Donald, towards the end of the year, actually played halfway decent to the point where maybe the Cardinals could think about bringing Sam back as the veteran quarterback and then draft a quarterback and groom him for the future. Now, that rumor has been out there. Now, I know that I believe it was Steve Wolf's agent. I could be wrong. I might be wrong on that. Uh, about playing, you know, he was saying that uh, he thinks this is a a race issue as to Frank Reich or says Caucasian and he thinks this is a race issue that Steve did not get a job because of, you know, of being an African American. And um, he felt that, that maybe the reason why he did not get 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 the job. Uh, I know David Temper took uh, exception to that. I think he has said he's got a lot of people that works in his front office that are, you know, are African Americans that he's got in his front office. He doesn't understand why his agent is packing him because 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 he looks at his front office. He has, yeah. He said he's trying to build a tip-top organization from top to bottom. He felt that Frank Reich was the place for him to go because he wanted to go to offensive-minded coach. And Frank, that is Frank's forte, is on the offensive side of the ball. And of course, we all know that uh, I think it was with Steve Wilkes and Brian Flores and Ray Horton were in a um, had filed a lawsuit against the NFL for uh, discrimination. Now. I don't think, I don't think, I don't believe nothing come of that lawsuit that I'm aware of. At least not to my knowledge, unless somebody else probably tells me something different. Again, again, it's hard for me to sit, it's hard for me to grasp, to grasp that that is really the truth. If, um, if David is, if, if David Temper is going off, is, is going in that direction that he's, he's hiring, you know, Frank Reich was an occasion and Steve because he's, yeah, African-American, which I would hope that that's not the case for David Temper. Uh, you know, I would hope that maybe his excuse of being the offensive side of the ball is what they were gunning for. Again, in the, well, apparently with the Panthers, the defensive side of the ball, there's nothing really wrong with the defensive side of the ball. It's not that bad. That's been a strong suit. The offense is what's the mess now. And that's Frank Reich's job is to correct the mess. Now, I don't know if Frank can correct the mess. Again, he was asked to do that task with the, with the uh, Colts. He's going through, what, four or five different quarterbacks. He's been through so many different quarterbacks the last several years with the Colts. And now you don't have really a quarterback to speak of. The offensive line the last couple of years with the Colts has faded. Again, he's got to work on that. Now, granted, he has a Jonathan Taylor to work with. And this team, he's got Foreman and Hubbard to work with. Now, if Christian McCaffrey was still hanging around, that'd be a different story. He has one quality receiver, DJ Moore. So again, Rank has got right, Frank Rank has got a lot of work to do on an off, an offense side of the ball. And whether he can turn it around and make it a better unit this year, I'm gonna say probably not. And to me, if Steve had got the job, I don't know if Steve could do a better job than Frank Wright for that offense. Now, he might run the football okay, but I don't know if he can find the passer. I don't know if Steve can find the exact passer that's gonna take him, you know, take him over the top. That I don't know. 
But again, it, it doesn't matter if it was Frank Reich or Steve Walsh. The offense is going to be it's still not going to be that good come next season. So I don't think it really matters who you hire. You could have hired the, uh, a local person on the Carolina Panthers on the, on the uh, streets of uh, North Carolina, and I don't think they could have helped you out that much in finding that quarterback. Hopefully you think maybe that draft will get you that quarterback for the future, or maybe maybe you get lucky and find that quarterback that you maybe as a free agent you think you can bring in that's going to take that can hopefully take you to the next level get you into the playoffs but for steve steve has got opportunities it seems like he's going to be 40 dollars or interested in his services and to me it'd be a great pickup for the 49ers you can't get mid jay you know big van jay wilkes is a nice option um i'm surprised the minnesota vikings haven't given a wilkes a call I believe, haven't they? I believe, I thought I read somewhere that Brian Flores was going to interview for the Minnesota position. Brian Flores would be, would be a nice add to Minnesota. I think Steve Wilkes should be interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator job. I think he would do an outstanding job as a coordinator. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, I'm surprised the Colts have not reached out to Steve for the head coach position for the Colts. I'm surprised that hasn't, that hasn't, been, that hasn't not been talked about. For Steve, it seems like he is certainly in demand. He did a, a, an excellent job, but what he had to work with the Panthers and Hackey come about this close and getting into the playoffs. So to me, Steve, Steve definitely deserves a chance to be a head coach again in this league. He definitely deserves that for the job he did with the Carolina Panthers because it was a horrible it was a horrible decision that Matt Rule left him in, and Steve did a pretty good job of keeping him afloat as much as as much as he could until mid the final couple of games of the season. But Steve to the 49ers, I like the move. I think it'd be a nice move for the 49ers. Minnesota should give him a call. Heck, I think Sean Page should give him a call. He'll be the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. I think Sean should give him a call. But for Steve, certainly wish him, wish him the best. Wish him the best of luck. You know, wherever he ends up at, because if he, because I think again he should have a chance to be a head coach in this football league again. Whether it's with the Colts this year. Uh, the Cardinals' job is out there still, but I don't think I see Steve going back to them. But I like to see him get a chance to maybe be the head football coach of the Card—not the Cardinals, but the Colts. If not, I can certainly see him be defensive coordinator in this league for maybe for Minnesota, 49ers, have Denver give him, have Sean Payton give him a call. I, I think, to be honest with you, if one if the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals gets a job being a new head coach of the Cardinals. I like to see Steve go to Cincinnati. I think Steve in Cincinnati in a heartbeat just like that. But for Steve, he's got opportunities. So is defensive coordinator. But again, I'm sure that people in this people, including myself, would love to see what he can be. Would love I believe he has a chance to be a head football coach in this league again. And again, hopefully sooner rather than later. Now we got I gotta finish off this uh, episode with a kind of a funny thing. I guess you've all read now that uh, Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, is now is in the Pro Bowl. Now, yeah, it's kind of funny because well, the AFC, well, I can't say it's a football game. It's 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 like a flag football game. Now Tyler Huntley is yeah is in the Pro Bowl. Then the guy threw what two or three interceptions. The whole year. Now, granted, he was a backup quarterback. Came in the last several weeks when Lamar Jackson was hurt. Now, 
a lot of the quarterbacks that were in there, like Josh Allen, is not going to play because he's out feeling his elbow. Tua is not going to play because he, I think he has a because of the concussion. Um, uh, Lamar, I don't think got a choice. Um, I'm sure I don't know if Burrow got nominated, but I don't think Burrow is going anyway. Um, Surely Mahomes is Mahomes is in the Super Bowl, so he's not going to do it. So I think it was what I think I think Justin Herbert I think is going. But the funny thing is Tyler Huntley, and do you believe Derek Carr, who is no longer going to be part of the Raiders? I think Derek Carr. I think is I think even he's going to the Pro Bowl. He had he had a bad year, so now it's really, it's really kind of gotten bad. You got Derek Carr guys now on nobody's football club is uh yeah. Yeah, is is a Pro Bowl quarterback and Tyler Huntley, a guy who was a backup quarterback who didn't really put the best numbers in the world, is now the is now the other alternative. Wow, things have kind of gotten so bad in the Pro Bowl. But then again, I guess the Pro Bowl has gotten is not is not what it used to be anymore. On the Pro Bowl, you had pride. The NFC and the AFC they had some pride, but now it's gotten to the point where we don't want to get anybody hurt. And now they got to the point now where nobody wants to go to the Pro Bowl no more. That's why you have like what fourth and fifth alternatives or something, yeah, or something, something along those lines. I mean, I'm thinking my uh, my cat that's sitting next to me, she could probably be an alternative to the uh, Pro Bowl. Maybe she could, she could be a quarterback. I mean, the Pro Bowl's got to be that ridiculous and that bad. I mean, there was even talk about one time about not not even having a Pro Bowl anymore, which to me probably makes a lot more sense because the Pro Bowl. Just not what it used to be. It's not. I mean, again, it was pride in both conferences. To me, that don't seem to be there to be there anymore. Um, I mean, Major League Baseball had issues with their All Star game. They they got to the point where that wherever league won had a home field advantage in the World Series. I mean, they came with that solution. Now, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, in in football. That would that's not gonna be no good because you you always have an alternative state a stadium unless your home team happens happens to get to the Super Bowl that's a different sort of different ball game in general but again there's really nothing for the players to play for I mean um, unless you guys sit and written in your contract or something but the Pro Bowl is not what it used to be anymore it's not people don't really people don't really care you know to go there anymore. Um, at one point in time, it was held after the after the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and guys like Patrick Mahomes, who was, let's say, if, let's say if Jalen, let's say if Mahomes for the sake of argument, let's say if Kansas for the sake of argument goes out in the Super Bowl, then Patrick Mahomes could go play football a week or two later for the uh, for the AFC. And of course, the Super Bowl, of course, the Pro Bowl, excuse me, used to be in Hawaii. You talk about a nice little mini vacation for your players going to Hawaii. That'd been awesome, but let's be honest with you. And now we've gone to the point where we're going to football to play in flag football because we're worried about injuries. And I get it, and I understand that part. It's a long season, but but for Roger Goodell and the NFL and the owners, I think it's high time just to just to get rid of the Pro Bowl in general. Because to me, it's got to the point now where you've got Derek Carr, who's not even on anybody's football team. In the Pro Bowl, and you've got a backup quarterback that is in this is in this game playing this game as well. Guys, let's be honest with you. The Pro Bowl has become more of a, a joke. It's not what it used to be anymore. It's like it's at the boat having the tenth, eleventh alternative. 
playing in this game. And they probably don't want to play in the game as well. That's all the time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again very soon.